What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Bird 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go. Let's go. Go. And a good football Friday, undefeated football Friday, that is, here on Birds 365 as the Eagles get back to work on the field. The general manager's been busy off the field, and we're here to talk about it all with you. Jenny McDonald, along with my partner, John McMullen, who's hanging with me for an hour before he's got to get over and see if there's anything else going down in Eagle land today before they take on the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. Howie Roseman, keeping you busy with not only trade, a trade, Johnny Mac, but speculation on several more. Yeah, I mean, he always keeps us busy. That's one of the things. I wish the entire NFL ecosystem would get together and just stipulate that Howie's calling about everybody. So you don't have all these, uh, and the Eagles, I'd like to say, uh, thought when you hear the rumors, I always joke, insert name. 
Um, you know, the Bears are interested, the Bucks are interested, the Rams are interested, and the Eagles. And the Eagles. Because uh, <laughs> Howie calls about everybody, everybody. And it, it has more to do with, and, and Christian McCaffrey's a, a better example of this. It has more to do with understanding what the market is so he can do what he wants to do. So he wants to keep his sort of uh, hand on the pulse of everybody else so he can better understand what he has to do to get what he wants to get done. But he's not trying to get Christian McCaffrey and Odell Beckham and He's not a trade, obviously, but a free agent. And Alvin Kamara and every other name you hear about in the in the coming days. Now, sometimes it's real. In the case of Robert Quinn, obviously, it's it was real. Um, so you got to be careful with those things. But I wish everybody would at least get to that point and understand he's calling about everybody. So that doesn't necessarily mean there's significant interest or not. Um, how he does his job. And right. by the way, every GM should watch Howie. And there are some. George uh, Payton in Denver's the same way. Um, got to know him a little bit. He's the same way. He calls about everybody. It doesn't matter. So there are a few. Um, but more, you know, everybody should do that, to be honest. And we said this uh, here on the show yesterday when the Quinn deal uh, became official. And I do want to ask you about him uh, meeting the media yesterday and thought he handled himself uh, really well with what his role and uh, what part he's got to play with the Eagles for the rest of 2022. Um, my only reservation on the deal was that Howie's only got so many chips to play. It doesn't cost you anything to make a phone call. It doesn't cost you anything to have a conversation, but it did cost them a fourth round pick to get uh, Quinn. And on its face, that's not a high price to pay. But there is a uh, fine line between paying and using the chips that you have and or uh, un underpay and be able to come up with a steal. Uh, the Eagles have only so many draft picks. And if they're really getting a guy for a seventh round pick, how much is he really upgrading your team? Eagles only have so many picks they can deal. How he can only yeah. uh, acquire so yeah. many players and upgrades. It's 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 a valuable chip because you know those mid round picks are basically what players go for. So um, now you don't have a bunch of them uh, for this trade and other trades. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, he made it. I, it's interesting because he seems and look the positional value is understandable because around the NFL edge rusher is more important than safety. Um, I I would have gone for a backup safety over, uh, I, I can make do with Patrick Johnson. I thought he was playing pretty well. Right. I, 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 I do in limited, you know, we're talking 10, 15 reps. Now, you know, you can always say, well, what if so-and-so gets hurt? But, I mean, I can't play that game. Like, yeah, all right. I'd love to have a, a a starting caliber player behind everybody. It's not realistic. Um, so you kind of have to weigh these things, and it's clear in his mind it was more valuable to get an edge rusher than anything else. Um, you know, maybe the disappointing part for Jody McDonald, I don't want to talk for you, but this means they had significant uh, <laughs> plans for Derek Barnett before he got injured. Um, yeah, I, I don't, 
Yeah, and and the loss of Derek Barnett has so crushed them. I know. Oh, no, wait, they're six and oh. I'm a Oh no, wait, they're getting more to the quarterback than they ever did last year. I'm, the evidence I, I, truly points to that massive loss of Derek Barnett. Please. I, I, Jody, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying from their perspective, that's what it tells me. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't see it. I don't see the need. Um now Teron Jackson. Let me let me add to your point, John. From the what if somebody gets hurt uh, column. Yeah. Yeah. What if Josh Sweat gets hurt? Oh, yeah. You're going to be real glad you got Robert Quinn. Yeah. What if Chauncey Gardner Johnson goes down? Now you're screwed. Now yeah. you really are in a deficit position. Yeah. So you can play the what if the guy gets hurt at any position you have yeah. on the team. And I'm more worried about who you're going to have to plug in as a backup safety than a backup defensive line. So my, and, and, and by the Quinn way, break. it's, it's interesting because we got to see it pre buy against Dallas 16 reps, right? That's basically what Patrick Johnson plays at, at most. He got, you know, when they blew out, I forget the game, he got like 28. So he got significantly more, but um, we've seen him for 15, 16 snaps and it's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not great, but it's not terrible. We saw Kayvon Wallace for 16 snaps. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. So, you know, understanding value of the position, edge rusher is more important. Um, yeah, I don't and, – and remember, and I brought up Teron Jackson there real quick, uh, and, you know, maybe he'll be back on the practice squad. It won't mean anything. But it, it, from that standpoint – it's, it's like you also had him. And although, you know, people say he's a disappointment, he'd still be here if you don't. So they had much more depth on the defensive line than they have in the defense. And I'll add cornerback to that mix because while the Eagles may talk about Zach McPherson as he's some kind of set standard, he hasn't proven anything in limited playing time. Um, and by the way, they talked up Kerry Benson Jr. and – Tate Gowan uh, uh, and, and Mac McCain as well in the offseason. You know, that was the foursome. Yeah. Uh, the other three aren't even here. Well, uh, Mac's here on the practice squad, practice squad, but not on the 53 man, and two of them aren't even here. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I think it's a, a good trade from a valuation standpoint. Now we know they already waived the next. Uh, two years of Robert Quinn's contract they're agreed it's done so this is the classic I always say football isn't like baseball well in this case it is this is the classic rent a player I mean he's here for 11 games and hopefully three in the playoffs uh and that's it and nice knowing you um well or they could or they could resign him but they're going to do so with a new contract. Oh, yeah. And a much smaller oh, number yeah. than the ones he's scheduled to make if his contract went all the way to the end. Yeah, and and by all accounts, I mean, this is a really good guy. Got to meet him yesterday. Really good teammate. You could see Chicago, and they were really upset, a bunch of his teammates. Former team captain. So I'm not concerned about the chemistry part or the mercenary part or not caring part. He, he seems, you know, from all accounts, he seems like a a really good person, a really good teammate. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they had other. I think they had bigger needs. I think they had bigger needs. You and I will agree on that one. Um, uh, procedural question: 
Teron Jackson got to go through waivers. How long is the waiver period in the NFL? Not that I'm, oh my God, they got to get Teron Jackson back, but they got time invested in him. He knows the scheme. I'd rather have him on the practice squad than I go down the list of all the practice squad players. I check off almost every single name that's on the uh, Eagles practice squad right now that I would keep Teron Jackson ahead of if they get the chance to get him back. What's the time frame on that? Uh, 24 hours. That's it. Um, so they should know by today if uh, they uh, can bring him back. Or yeah, not. they officially signed Jackson, uh, uh, excuse me, Quinn yesterday after he failed his physical. So, yeah, um, he'll somebody can claim him today. And if not, I expect him back on the practice squad. It, it, it'll be interested. I think there's a good chance he'll get claimed for the reason that, you know, when you're six and oh, people pay attention. And they say they might not. They, let's take a plier on this kid. He's young. He's shown some upside. So I think there's a chance they lose him. Um, if he gets through waivers, though, he'll certainly be back on the practice squad, and um, everything will be copacetic. But uh, let, yeah, it's let a little run, bit of a gamble. Let me run this one by you. And this is pure speculation, not inside information on my part. I think the Eagles could lose him but I think it might be to another team's practice squad. If he clears waivers, certainly the Eagles are going to call it. They've got a relationship with the agent, but they cut him, and they, that, that they can say all the nice things that they want after the fact, but you cut me. And if there's another team out there with less of a defensive line in front of him, where he actually could get elevated and back onto the roster, because if he's on Eagles practice squad, the way the roster is put together right now, he's not getting elevated unless somebody gets hurt. Maybe there's another team where you say, yeah, they'll sign him for the practice squad now, but they make his agent and him believe that, oh, but we're going to activate you at some time. And he sees a quicker way to playing time in the National Football League. Has that got a chance of shaking out? It's always, you know, uh, you know, you probably just gave him some good agent advice. You know, go somewhere where, where you have a better opportunity. Uh, the Eagles tend to be ahead of this stuff. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if how we had that conversation with him. And one of the reasons we always say when they pick somebody up, when they, you know, the first thing we always talk about amongst ourselves all the beat reporters is, all right, he's going to get cut to make room for this guy. Sure. And Tehran was one of the names, uh, lesser on my list. I didn't think they'd cut him. Um, but, you know, it might come down to, uh, you know, how he might have had that discussion. Look, we got a, we got a, we got a chance to get Robert Quinn. We're going to bring you back. And I know Tehran likes it here. He likes the team. He likes, he, he fits in. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they already had that conversation. If I were his agent, though, I would do what you just said. I would say, look, this team is loaded up front. I mean, you, you don't even have a chance to get elevated because when you get elevated, you know, you get that 53-man game check even though you're not on the 53. Uh, so it's more money um, than a practice squad contract. And he's not going to get elevated here, barring massive injuries, of course. So I think that's good advice, uh, but I think if he doesn't get claimed, I think he's going to be back with the Eagles. They okay. they, they well, get ahead of that stuff. There, there may or may not be a team that fits the exact description I said, but here's one thing I'd tell you for sure. The Bears do. The Bears should claim them on waivers and they, get an they, extra player for the trade. Exactly. They, they have a disastrous defensive line. Yeah. Their yeah, defensive but... line is so bad that everybody was double-teaming. Robert Quinn. That's how bad they were. 
They should I, claim them on waivers. That that's a distinct possibility. And if they don't, if they uh, call them and say, "Hey, we, we we might not be able to get you this week, but man, we got plans for you." I believe it. I buy it. And here's one thing: all of this is speculation. Here's one thing I can say for sure: nobody ever gets a better second contract because damn, they killed on the practice squad. No, no, no. You actually have to get into games. You have to be able to produce. You have to be able to put quality film work together for your agent to be able to show to a general manager if he wants to get that second contract. So that will, as much as he may like Gannon and his coaches and his teammates in Philadelphia, the thing that's got to be priority number one is where am I going to be able to play? And And you just just spurred my memory, Jody. If you recall, the Eagles uh, signed Andrew Sandejo um as a free agent a couple of years ago uh big favorite of the philly fans um and you know back then they were playing the comp uh compensatory pick game um and if if sandejo made it to 10 games uh they were going to lose a, a comp pick that they were going to get otherwise so he you know the coaching staff really liked him but they weren't a great team at the time. And, and, and how he said, you know what, we need that pick. And they cut him right after that uh, ninth game or whatever it was. I forget the exact number, but, um, and Minnesota, you know, he was longtime starter in Minnesota was an aging player at the time, brought him back and they had to wave somebody Who'd they to wave? bring him back. And they waived Marcus Epps. who was a six round <laughs> pick that year. Yeah. And the Eagles claimed him on waivers. So it wasn't a trade, but it ended up being sort of a trade. Uh, and obviously Marcus Epps is a starter now uh, in Philadelphia. Yeah. Now that you bring it up, if I'm the Chicago bears, I'm claiming uh, to Ron Jackson. Because uh, I know they have nothing on the defensive line. They've got an opening there for sure. All right. One last thing. Uh, we've got our buddy Les Bowen joining us in a couple of minutes. Long time Eagle Beat reporter. Um, do you see Gannon today? I know you get a chance to talk to the head coach and you got your off your record session on Fridays. Um, but are the coordinators made available to you guys either in the locker room or brought to a podium? No. Uh, I might see him on the practice field. Um, uh but, you know, sometimes right. he comes by to say hello, but that's, if that's you, it. If you get a chance to see him on the practice field, and you so, JG, come here, sir, and you can get a moment by yourself, and you can whisper in his ear, do this favor for me. Say, this is my partner, Jody McDonald, talking, not me. You don't have to, if you want to sign on with me, feel free. But if you don't, you can just lay it all in my lap. Here's one thing I definitely want to see out of the Philadelphia Eagles on defense this week. Nicobe Dean has to play. Really? You and I have been talking about it for weeks. White and Edwards are playing well enough that they're just keeping him nailed to the bench. That it's not uh, necessarily Nicobe Dean's fault that he's not playing. The guys in front of him have just been better and don't deserve to come off the field. They're 6-0. and Steelers aren't real good. We'll uh, kind of jump ahead a couple steps here. I think this game is going to play a lot like the Viking game that the Steelers are going to do next to nothing on deep on offense. So the Eagles will have a comfortable lead. We know they score a ton of points in the second half. So going in the second half, they'll have a lead. Uh, they won't be pressurized. Can't give up a tough jam, fall behind. I think the Kobe Dean is like a uh, backup outfielder or infielder on a baseball team. 
guy who needs to play like once every 10 days to two weeks just to keep him sharp, that they give him a start. Well, where are we starting him? There? We hadn't played in two weeks. All right, it's one game. Get him in there. Get him his four at-bats just to keep him in uh, the mode. That's what I think they need to do with N'Kobe Dean this week. He hasn't played any defensive snaps. Now he's staying engaged with the team because he's playing special teams. I think he might've played more special team snaps than almost anybody else. Cause I think he plays on both the uh, coverage and, and the, the punt team as well. Um, yeah. Just in case we keep talking about what happens if the injury hits. Well, if either white or Edwards go down, you're going to have to plug N'Kobe Dean in and guess what? He hadn't played a snap in a month. So I'd give him just a little taste this week. You know that N'Kobe Dean has played every defensive snap for every defensive team he's ever played for since he was peewees through yeah. uh, uh, the 14-year-old, the through high school, through college. He's the best, one of the best defensive players on the field everywhere he's ever played. Now, all of a sudden, he never gets in. Oh, I'd put him in this week for a couple of snaps if I were getting Yeah, I think it has to do with what you said. I mean, there's a chance if they're – Blowing out the, you know, if they're winning, if they're in the lead. I brought up Patrick Johnson. I just looked at it when you were talking. It was the Washington game. So it makes sense. He played uh, 28 reps in that game because they had a big lead. They had a comfortable lead in the second half. It was, they were never concerned. Um, if that's the case in Pittsburgh, and by the way, there's a very good chance it's going to be the case against Pittsburgh because I think they're going to beat this team pretty handily. Uh, then you have an opportunity. But if it's a close game, yeah, I mean, he's not getting out there. Um, the other two guys are the starters, and deservedly so, and they have that luxury right now, and, and it is a luxury. But, yeah, if it's a blowout game, I agree with you. Uh, get him some reps, uh, you know. I up, think more they NFL up, teams They get up should... by 10 points. I, I think he needs to get a couple <clears> that. And I'm not talking about – uh, regular rotation close to as much as White or um, either uh, Edwards. I've just that's an Edwards name. Um, just just to give him the feel of being in his position in an NFL game, which he hasn't had since preseason. Yeah, I mean it, it, it'll come. I realize the frustration with people because you know Nicobe came in with such hype, but you know. I, I think he's going to be a starter next year. I think the plan's already in place. Um, I think they're going to sign TJ to an extension. They're going to say thanks for the uh, good, really good play, Kaiser White. And unfortunately, uh, you know, they have to do some. They have a lot. We talked about it. They have a lot of one-year contracts. They have a lot of decisions to make. They have a lot of uh, um, shifting to do um, come next season because – they know what's coming with Jalen Hurts. Um, draft picks are going to become more important once that extension is worked out. Uh, and Nicobe's a big part of that. But this year, this year, those those are the guys that are going to play. Understood. And I'm talking about this year, uh, just in case. Uh, the the best teams, the teams that end up uh, making the playoffs, advancing the playoffs, maybe make a Super Bowl run, have backup plans, have plan Bs. Right now, they don't have a plan B at linebacker. They oh, haven't the needed B. a plan B at linebacker. But there are some things you can't control, Johnny Mac. You and I say it all the time. Well, yeah, you can't handicap injuries. Yeah, no, you can't. And, you know, he's uh, – it's one of those things. Yeah, I, I don't – I don't think – 
many NFL teams do. There are certain positions we all know um, that are rotational positions, um, defensive line, uh, and there are certain players that are not. You're always looking for three down linebackers. Uh, and the Eagles believe they have two of them. Uh, and they believe uh, N'Kobe Dean will become that type of player down the road. Uh, but if the game's competitive, the other two guys aren't leaving the field unless they have to leave the field. And the only reason they have to leave the field is um, through injury. And maybe that helps. But, you know, four reps. Yeah, N'Kobe Dean has played four snaps. And hopefully there's some uh, blowout games and you get an opportunity to do it a little bit more in the second half. But I don't think there's anything to worry about. But I know everybody's hand-wringing and, you know, you had all these rumors about the Eagles trading Nicobe Dean. I don't know if you saw those. The, you know, idiot people throw out goofy rumors, and they don't have any issue with Nicobe Dean. It's just that the other two guys are 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 better and more prepared to play today. All right, quickie before we get our first break, and hopefully we get Les Bowen up to to join us. What do you make of these Alvin Kamara rumors? that the how he certainly called and gauged whether the Saints would go there. Here's my my thought on it. Um, and the reason why it, it, it concerns me a little bit that they made the move that they made for Quinn. Again, not a bad deal. Don't want the, the stream crushing me. What are you talking about? It's a great deal. I get it. It's a good deal. But the Eagles only have so many draft picks that they can give up to potentially acquire something. If I'm Mickey Loomis and I'm New Orleans, yeah, I'm staying away from Howie. I, I'm I'm a staying away from Howie and B. If I'm trading Alvin Kamara, it's not for a 2024 draft pick because Mickey might not be around long enough to make that draft pick yeah. in 2024. No, 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 no. You're paying me right now. You give me back my first round draft pick. I give you Alvin Kamara. That's the only way that deal gets done. So that's one less bullet that Howie has to pull. For a guy like Alvin Kamara, I don't think they've got the wherewithal to get a guy. Yeah, like I, I don't. First of all, I, I've, I've talked about this a lot. I, you know, I think there's this mentality, and I understand it that, you know, the conventional way to think is Alvin Kamara is a really good player. He's really good coming out of the backfield as a receiver. Um, I don't think the Eagles need that. They're different. That's not how Jalen Hurts plays. He's not, he doesn't need a safety net coming out of the backfield. In fact, I think it hinders him, which I've talked before. I don't think he likes dumping the football off to the back. I think it's it's counterintuitive, but it doesn't make sense for this team at this stage. They build around the quarterback. I said it's not a run first offense. It's not a pass-first offense. It's a Jalen Hurts-first offense. And I don't need Alvin Kamara mucking up the works. I said the same thing about Christian McCaffrey. Now, Christian McCaffrey's a phenomenal player when healthy. He's not going to throw the ball to the running backs. He doesn't need to throw the ball to the running backs. Occasionally. They, They... the whole big plan in the offseason, let's get Kenny Gainwell involved. Kenny Gainwell is a great receiver. He is a great receiver for a running back. He might be. We don't yeah. know that. 
Well, I mean, natural receiver. He does have good hands. He does have a lot of experience at the college level doing it. He's very comfortable doing it. But they don't use him because they – it's not because he can't catch the ball. It's because they, they, they don't need it. First of all, if, you're, if, you're one, if your 1A target is open, which A.J. Brown's always open, as the sign on his locker says, and if he's not open, Devontae is, and if Devontae's not open, Dallas Goddard is. So first of all, your top three receivers, somebody's always open. Um, and that's it. That's a good team. What are you gonna? Oh, we we gotta dump it down to the back 60 times. I don't think they need it. Now, here's where I think, and I've said this pretty consistently. I think Nick Sirianni likes Miles Sanders more than Howie Roseman. I think Howie doesn't love Miles Sanders, which is ironic because when he was a rookie, he loved him. But I think over the years, you know, he's like, man, we can do better. We can do better. We can do better. I I think all they need is a complimentary running back. And by running back, I mean somebody who runs the football. I think they need a better complimentary runner. Um, I don't think they need a pass catcher. Now, if you bring Alvin Kamara in, he's better than Miles Sanders. Running the football, catching the football, he's a better player. So you upgrade your team. Um, but how he beats Mickey Loomis like a drum. I don't know if he wants to go down that route. I was talking about it all the off season. Other people are on there going, Oh no, no, no. Mickey knows what he's doing. No, he doesn't. How he beat him like a drum and he doesn't want to do it again. Um, did he call? Oh yeah. He's trying to dunk on Mickey Loomis again. He calls about everybody. We just and, talked oh, about that way, at the start of the show. For those who thought that Mickey didn't get his pocket picked, what are the Saints? What, what's their record right now? As sooner or later, you got to start playing games. We have all the speculation already offseason. And then they start playing games, and the Saints have a massively losing record at this stage. The only reason why they're still in it, because, man, it's that division. You watch the Bucks last night? They're just uh, a red can hot we, 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 we might, and they lost Shaq Barrett now. Um, to a torn Achilles, most likely. Um, I think we're about at the stage where we could put the uh, Bucks to rest. Yeah, but um, see, you can't, John, because somebody's got to win that. Well, division. somebody's got to win the as division, a Super Bowl yeah. contender. I'm with you. You can put the Bucks right. Sorry, Tommy B, you're not going out as uh, crowned another championship. The the what's he got six. The 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 numbers seven. ending at six. You're not adding a seven championship. Seven. He's got seven. Year. He's got seven, right? Seven, got the six. last one was seven? I believe so. Oh, shit. But boy, it all and you're runs not get, together. Not going to get the Ocho. The Ocho would be Chris, Chris Jericho, Jericho, not uh, Tom Brady. Sorry, pal, not happening. But they could still make the playoffs because that division's that bad. You just want to hand it to Atlanta, Carolina, or New Orleans? Somebody's got to win that division. Now, yes, I'm, I'm, and, and, and by I meant I meant as a Super Bowl contender. I meant, you know, hey, at, look. Anytime Tom Brady shows up, you're going to have a little your 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 hands are going to get a little uh, sweaty, a little nervous anytime he shows up. But boy, I I can't even be concerned about the Bucks at this point. If I'm a legitimate Super Bowl contender, and I think that's what the Eagles are, to be honest, they're Agreed. a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Certainly more so than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, we all remember that playoff game from last year. Not good. 
Oh, uh, nine months. Yeah, later. And, and and by the way, I double checked. It is seven, so he does have seven. This Tampa was the seventh. He got six yeah. in New England, one more in Tampa. The Ocho, Chris Jericho lives. He's John McMahon. I'm Johnny McDonald. We should have Wes, uh, Les Bowen joining us. Longtime Eagles beat guy. Uh, J-Mac's going to kick it over to the Novocare Complex, get some Eagles info for hour number two. The big guy, Barrett Brooks, is going to join me. And we'll also have Andrew Filipponi from 93.7, the fan in Pittsburgh in hour number two. <clears throat> but next, you get uh, McDonald, McMullen, and Les Bowen here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Philly sports fans, I'm Tom Giordano from Pond Lee Hockey Giordano. First and foremost, thank you for watching the Pond Lee Hockey postgame show. But right now, we're giving away tickets to the World Series. Follow Pond Lee Hockey on Instagram and check out our posts for your chance to win tickets to all three Phillies home games. Go Phillies and go Birds. We got Mac and Mac hanging with here on a Friday on the Feed of Football Friday here on uh, Birds 365. And we got Les Bowen jumping in, who's in the enclosed porch area. If we can keep his feet up and running. Les, how you doing, big guy? We adjust the camera. Hopefully he's hearing us. Yeah. Les, you hear us? 
Matt, we don't have less. Uh, we'll Tone, try to work the, with less. Volume up on his uh, feed, uh, and then we'll uh, punch less back up. Um, oh, all right. Now, now we, we believe we, we see, can talk uh, to less, and he's hearing us. Hello, Les. Uh, you're muted, Les. We got the big mute sign, so we'll see <laughs> if we can work that out. Um, that happens. The world right. of, of Zoom and streaming and StreamYard, it happens. Um, many times I forgot to click the unmute when it's my <laughs> turn with uh, Nick Sirianni or no, someone so of that nature. Sometimes we have to cough, which... In radio, it's beautiful. You have this thing called a cough button, and nobody knows yeah. that you push it. Oh, you got to do it uh, when you're live and on camera. You can hit the yeah. I sneezed the one day. How many? How many shows are we at, Jody? Three ninety something. Three ninety three. Uh, we are three, seven uh, shows away from being at four hundred. Three ninety three, and I think I've sneezed once on air, but I sneezed once. I recall it. I recall I hit it. The, There's I, no sneeze button have to have a sneeze button and or a cough button but you don't on uh, streaming so you just hit your mute button and then you gotta unmute when you go back a couple times i've done that I hit the mute for the cough yeah. and then not hit the mute button there we'll find is. out if les bowen still got his mute button can you hear us mr bowen i can yes yes all right i Looking lost the connection it. there a couple of times but i'm back now so all right all right good to see you les uh good let's get right seen. to it uh robert quinn your thoughts uh big splash for the eagles it is a big splash and uh i'm not surprised you know i think we all felt an edge rusher was the biggest need they had for you know being a six and oh team and not having a ton of pressing needs and he's the you know a name that's been on the market at a reasonable cost there was talk of like uh, Burns and guys that, you know, would really, you know, aren't, probably aren't available and would cost uh, like a first or a second round pick yeah. or something. I didn't think they would do anything like that. But uh, of the people available at a you know fourth round draft pick kind of level, he's certainly the, the main guy. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad they got it done. And uh, I think it'll help quite a bit. John and I have kicked this around the last couple of days. Uh, love to get your take on it. And Quinn's going to bring to the table. He's going to bring to the table. If he's the Desmond Quinn, uh, the uh, Robert Quinn of uh, 2021, damn, did they add one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. If he's the guy who's been double teamed and basically produced nothing this year, it's not going to be a big addition. It, it's probably going to be somewhere in the middle, right. and it'll be what it's going to be. Does this have any effect on the Eagle chemistry, good, bad, or indifferent, either way, Les? Well, they play a rotation there, you know, so it's not like he's going to be stepping in and, you know, uh, a, a, a starter who's, you know, been uh, a big part of the team is suddenly not going to play any or be, you know, <clears throat> uh, cut from the team or anything like that. I mean, they, they cut Taron Jackson who's a second-year, sixth-round pick from Coastal Carolina, who I guess is going to be back on the practice squad if he isn't already. Um, I, it, it, how, we don't know how much he's going to play. Uh, I think in the last few weeks before this move, we, we saw kind of a subtle 
Brandon Graham, you know, is is suddenly not quite getting the snaps that he was getting before. Uh, he might get even fewer snaps. Um, but I don't really think it's going to have a huge impact on chemistry in that, you know, I, I don't think it's a, it's a shakeup. It's just an addition. He's stepping in for Derek Barnett is, is what yeah. it amounts to. And they haven't really been able to account for even the very small uh, boost they were hoping for from Derek Barnett before he got hurt. They haven't even had, you know, anything from, from that spot on the roster. So I, I don't think it'll mess with the chemistry. I don't think he's going to come in and, you know, be the leader of the defensive line or play all the snaps or any of that stuff. I just think it's a nice uh, ad. And, you know, this is very similar to what they did in 2017. Um, the Jay Ajay edition, right, the trade deadline was a huge move that year. Uh, they just kept adding pieces. And, uh, you know, I, I'm interested to see if they're done yet. That's, that's a good yeah. question. And they're not done know. yet. And uh, they could do something else. But I do want to play a little devil's advocate with you, Les. And you, mm -hmm. you said uh, biggest need. And, you know, I, it, first of all, it's a, as you mentioned, it's a rotational position. So he's going to play. So that's part of it as well. Whether it's 15 snaps, 25 snaps, he's going to play. Um, boy, third safety. I look at it as uh, okay. I go back. I go back pre buy less uh, in that game against Dallas. We got to see it. I think Chauncey Gardner Johnson got banged up, missed sixteen reps. It was not good when Kayvon Wallace was in there. Conversely, I thought Patrick Johnson was playing pretty well. You mentioned they hoped Teron Jackson would take over. He didn't, but I think Patrick Johnson was okay, and I think. It, 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 now, again, Quinn's going to play, and you're, you only need the third safety if somebody gets hurt. But, boy, and I don't even know if that player's available, the third safety. But, boy, I think that's a bigger need. That's a good point, John. I, I would argue that the pass rush, you're talking about, you know, what happens if somebody gets hurt. And that's yeah. a legitimate yeah. concern. But the pass rush, I think, has been real up and down. And the games that it's been up, it's been tremendous. Yeah. But the games where it's been down, you really notice it. And I didn't think it was very good against Dallas. Um, I, they did not sack Cooper Rush. If I, It's been a long time now since that yeah. game, but I'm pretty yeah. sure that's the case. Yeah. Uh, it, I, you know, you can make that argument. I'm not saying you're crazy or anything, but I, I – I, oh, you I would, rank, say it. I, I would I rank edge yeah. rusher just a little <laughs> higher than third safety, but that is something they could still address. There's no doubt about it. Kayvon Wallace, that's a fascinating thing to me. I, you remember the draft when they drafted Kayvon yeah. Wallace? Yeah. That was the one pick that a lot of people thought, oh, yeah, fourth round Kayvon Wallace from Clemson. That they – that's one that they'll, uh, you know, I, I think don't know about these other less, guys, but that's I, a, that's a solid pick right there. And I, I haven't seen it. I, he doesn't yeah, seem to be yeah. all that quick or all that instinctive and he's been around for a while now. I think they saw the Clemson helmet and thought Brian Dawkins was coming back. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe so. 
Yeah, but all the draft experts thought that too. I no. mean, that was that was the yeah. the take on that draft was, oh, they got a good one in Kayvon Wallace, and you know, yeah, uh, it hasn't worked out. Yeah, I don't know. All right, Les, we've got a kind of a tricky game to analyze this week. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers are the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm team time champion. Their head coach has never had a losing season uh, for over a decade as the lead guy for the Steelers. They look like a losing team to me. They have been to this point, and I'm not seeing or projecting where the turnaround's going to come. And there's a reason that the Eagles are double-digit favorites, 10.5 or 11 points this week. Uh, just the right team to be facing coming out of the bye? That's hard to project. Uh, I'm always leery of the Steelers because I started covering – I started covering this in 02 and the Steelers have been a good team, you know, pretty much consistently throughout that time. Yeah. In fact, I remember very well the, uh, the 04 team that went to the Super Bowl for the Eagles was, uh, I believe, uh, you know, probably the best team in the league uh, regular season for a lot of that year. But they went to Pittsburgh and they lost <laughs> and they lost, uh, you know, it wasn't like a one point loss. Uh, they had some problems. I think Brian Westbrook was injured. But, you know, it was uh, if Pittsburgh had gotten to the Super Bowl, <laughs> might not have even been as close as it was <laughs> with New England that year. Uh, but Ben Roethlisberger was a very young man back then. He's gone now. <laughs> and uh, that's their biggest problem. They don't really have a quarterback. Um and I don't think, even though they, they're an organization that has drafted well and, and done an amazing job of staying near the top for years and years, I think that's dropped off. I, I don't think they have man-for-man man the kind of roster that you're used to seeing from the Steelers, the kind of defense you're used to seeing from the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they're still well-coached. Uh, but, you know, the, the Eagles for years tried to – you know, they hired guys from the Steelers. In fact, Andy Weidel. Andy's back, yeah. Andy's coming back. back for this game. Uh, I don't know what to make of the Steelers. I, The Eagles are going to lay an egg here sooner or later. They're not going to go unbeaten. Is this the week? I, I can't tell you I have any premonition that it is. I, I just think they ought to be able to outscore this team. Um, it, it, it looks like a – like an easier game than the last couple have been, frankly. Yeah, but it always amazes me with the Steelers. You bring up, uh, since you've been doing it, Les, uh, which is basically covering the Eagles since the turn of the century. But you can go back to 1969. That's when Chuck Knowles showed up. Uh, and ever since then, they had three head coaches. Yeah. Um, they've all won Super Bowls. Uh, Mike Tomlin, in my opinion, will someday join uh, Chuck Knoll and Bill Cower in the Hall of Fame. Oh, I think he's he never, has to, yeah. He's yeah. never had a losing season. This would be his first, and I believe this is 16 uh, for Mike Tomlin. Um, in all of that, though, with all that success in the six Super Bowl titles, which is a record, and all that success over that entire frame, Les Bowen, they have never beaten the Eagles in Philadelphia. Now, they 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 rarely come here, 
Well, yeah. because it's Halloween season, I think it's nine straight. That's kind of spooky. With all that success, they can't beat the Eagles in Philadelphia. They always beat them at Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was just going to say that the Eagles don't ever go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's uh, that that is bizarre. There have been years. I'm trying to remember what year it is right now. I wish I had all my books in front of me. But there was a year when the Steelers were really good and the Eagles weren't. And they play, the Eagles played a tremendous defensive game. Uh, Trent Cole, I want to say, sacked Roethlisberger for a safety or something like that. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a long time ago. But, uh, you know, it, it, you're exactly right. Of course, you, they do not play here very yeah, often. Yeah, they don't as play an here very You would think yeah. they would in terms of, you know, Pittsburgh being in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And it, it, but and they're uh, doing because the they're in the AFC, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this should be a win. Um, I want to see how Nick Sirianni's team comes out of the bye. I, I really felt there was a danger going into the bye that he's done a wonderful job of keeping everybody focused and, and not thinking about the 6-0 and and not thinking about how good they are. And They had a lot of time there to sort of hear what people were saying about them and uh, – get excited about, you know, what, what they've done. And I, I just wonder if, if they've come back with a real strong sense of task, uh, you know, heading into this game. Um, I guess we'll see. You're right. Uh, anytime a team comes off a bye, you wonder what their next game is going to be like. Hey, Nick Sirianni's 1-0. Now, yeah. last year's bye wasn't until, like, December. So yeah. the timing of it is significantly different. I don't know if the two – compare or contrast all that well but i've always believed that nick sirianni is a guy who's as on task as they come and narrow focused um if if the eagles come out and yeah. lay an egg here do we lay it at sirianni's door for not having him prepped and ready to go against a lesser roster as of right now oh yeah i think you certainly would and it's a an interesting situation and one i don't think i've seen before they have an early-ish buy so they're coming off that earliest buy, yeah. which they didn't really need quite yet. And they have two games in four days. And uh, that's going to seem very abrupt to these guys. Yeah. At least they're playing teams that they should beat. But it's uh, that's a bit of a stumbling block there, if you ask me. Um, it's going to seem by next uh, Wednesday or so, it's going to seem like, uh, you know, things went from zero to 60 uh, <laughs> pretty fast yeah. around really really quick uh we lost last there i wanted to ask him about uh the giants and the cowboys because the rest of the nfc and there we popped him back yeah. uh last last one for me Les. i want to talk about the rest of the nfc we saw it again last night with tampa bay kind of struggling as a whole mm -hmm. not the nfc east man as good as the eagles have been uh the giants keep winning they're yeah. six and one. Dallas wins. The only yeah. team they lost to was the Eagles with Cooper Rush, but Dak Prescott is back. That's a very good defense. They're five and two. They they have no room to slip up in this division. Did you see that coming? No. God, nobody did. <laughs> nobody in the world saw that coming. I it's amazing. And the Giants, I, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to seem provincial when I say this, but I don't believe in the Giants. I believe I, in their I defense, believe and I believe in Brian Dable. 
And I think the new GM and Dable are going to really get things straightened out there. That should be one of the top organizations in the league. It was for many, many years. And I think it will be again. However, I think the record is BS right now, frankly. I, they've had games that they should have lost. Uh, I almost think it can work against them because I don't – even if they end up with a fancy record this year and make the playoffs, I don't think they're going to beat anybody in the playoffs. And then I think they're going to be set up where the fans are going to think they're a great team next year and things aren't going to – you know, every year there's a team or two that wins a whole bunch of games and everybody's like, yeah, okay. You know, and they're that team this year, frankly. I They won a game against the Ravens a few weeks ago where I swear to God, if I – if I was a conspiracy theorist, I would have thought the Ravens <laughs> threw the game. You know, it was ridiculous. Uh, they had no business winning that game. And it just, you know, they, they seem to be uh, – everything breaks right for them at the end of games. I, I don't like their uh, weapons, especially – other than Saquon Barkley – especially with Shepard, uh, I think, is injured, right? Yeah, the receivers uh, look bad on paper. Yeah, and they just traded know. Kadarius Tony. They got rid of him. Right. That, not that I mean, Brian guy. Dable's doing an incredible job to have that team at 6-1. and one. But I, if they beat the Eagles, I'll be flabbergasted, frankly. I, mm. I just don't think they're that much better than, you know, uh, a middling kind of 500-ish team. But they're certainly – piling up the W's and uh, Barkley looks amazing. You know, he's, he's back to what he was several years ago. And that's great to see for people who've always pulled for him from his Penn state days. Yeah. But, uh, and, and the coach is a good coach. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um, right. Last the Giants beat Eagles last year without Saquon Barkley and while being coached by Joe judge. So that's I, a, that's a really good point, Jody, you know, yeah. uh, but the Eagles are better this year, Jody. Oh, they, they are. are. But so are the Giants. That's my That's point. True. The Giants have – who's made a bigger leap, the Eagles or the Giants? That's, That's a good, good question. question. Yeah, Thibodeau yeah. and some of those defensive yeah. guys, they're for real. That's for sure. You know, that part of it is for real. The yeah. offense, I don't believe in. I, I can't believe that they're, you know, as productive as they are. Yeah, well, Jody talks to me every day. They both made significant jumps, but I'm with you, Les. I don't believe in the Giants. I just don't believe in it. Okay. Uh, they've uh, been – even last week, they, so they made the – Both you guys are penciling in two yeah. wins against the Giants right now. Oh, I don't know I'm penciling, but I just think they should. The Eagles should be Eagle a better Giants. team than them. You know, we'll see how the, the injuries go and all that stuff, you know. I don't think Giants' offensive line is going to stand up very well. Uh, I do believe in Dallas, and I think Dallas with Dak Prescott, you know, yeah. I still think the Eagles would have won that game with Dak Prescott. I don't know. Right, but... So here's, here's how I'll put it to both you two guys. They've only got one game left against the Cowboys. they got two left, left against the Giants. If the Eagles are going to lose one divisional game, you tell me it's more likely Dallas in Dallas in one game or the Giants getting Eagles in one of the two games? Oh. I'm going to say Dallas at Christmas. I think that yeah. sucks. You know, I, I'm, the, I'm, you know, why last two? Not only Christmas Eve, that is the third straight road game for the Eagles. Yeah. That is a tough spot yeah. to have a three game, three game road trip in the NFL is rare. That will be the third of third, and it's on Christmas Eve. I've yeah. already penciled that in, you know, Jody, from day one. I said they're not winning that game. 
Okay. I still believe that. And yeah. they might be 16 and one, but they're not winning that game. <laughs> much, much like with Jeff Garcia, they'll get an ISO shot of Jalen Hurts walking off the field saying, Merry Christmas, Philadelphia, after right. the Eagles beat the Cowboys right. in Dallas. I right, remember Lance. that one very well. Boy, that was that was unexpected to me. Right. I was not expecting that at all. But uh, yeah, that was a tremendous performance by Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia's popularity level in Philadelphia to that point was here. After that game, it was off the charts. Uh, all right, last one for me, Les, and we'll let you run. Um, hypothetical. You know I love my hypotheticals. The Eagles are going to win this game. They'll win it by double-digit points. It'll be comfortable. Don't know if it'll be 30 points, but they'll win it. It won't be hanging in the balance in the fourth quarter. Will it be more so because of the Eagles' offense moving it up and down the field and put up a bunch of points against the Steelers' defense or the Eagles' defense just shutting down to this point What's been a mediocre at best Steeler offense? Will they win it more dominantly because of their offense or their defense this weekend? Boy, good question, Jody. I had not thought about that. I'm going to say defense because I just don't Same think here. that offense is, is any good. And, you know, I, I think that's if they, if the Steelers can't score, then that's going to make the make it hard for them to win. Um I, I'm going to say the defense might be more uh, the focal point of this game. All right, Les, we need to ask you, because I know uh, so you tweet this week that you and NJ.com yes. have parted ways. Um, we're going to continue to have you here on Birds 365 because, A, you're good, and B, we love you. Um, uh, any any other feelers out there? There's a whole bunch of media outlets that could use as good and uh, an informed Eagle Beat reporter as Les Bowen. Yeah, put in a good word for me. You know, I'm not really looking. That was a decent gig because they had – the very excellent Chris Franklin, who was really the beat guy. He did all the, you know, somebody sprained an ankle today and calling the agents and all that stuff. And I was writing columns, you know, about the Eagles. And I think they were good columns. And that was kind of, you know, I did retire last year. I am 66. So I kind of, you know, I don't want to be back in the whirlwind so much, but I, I do like being down there and, thinking about things and trying to write things that I think fans would enjoy insights and things like that. I, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of disappointed that it kind of blew up on me out of nowhere, but, yeah. uh, wow. you know, it's, if somebody else uh, wants that little niche, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm happy to fill it. And I'd, uh, you know, it's, it's a weird thing. I could talk for an hour about, I've been thinking about this a lot about retirement and guys like us, who are not, you know, 75 or 80 years old yet, who aren't really ready to totally give up uh, on what we've done, but don't really want to do it the way we did it when we were 30. You know? Right. And yeah. it's a tough niche to hit. It's, uh, you know, it, it's a, it, I think it's an elusive target for all of us. And uh, we'll see if I'm retired. I'm okay, you know, financially. It's it's not a tragedy, but uh, you know, I kind of miss it. That's for sure. Yeah, well, Don't close circuit get... to uh, JacobSports.com and Joe Kraus. Less sure. Yeah. 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 Don't uh, don't worry about it. You will be continuing to make your appearances here on Birds 365 because we need your insight. We appreciate your insight. Les, thanks much for hopping on board this week. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks down the road. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank Les Bowen, longtime Eagle Beat reporter forever at the end.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Inquired this year with uh, NJ.com, and uh, they, sorry, NJ.com, foolishly let uh, Les Bowen get out the door this yeah, week. We love Chris Franklin, too. Not Chris's fault, obviously. No, but yeah, no, no, NJ, no, 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 made a big mistake. We can both agree on that. But real quick, since I got to go, I got to give my prediction, uh, Jody McDonald. Yes. Uh, Eagles, easy, 31-16. 31, I'm writing this down, McMullen, 31-16, Johnny Mac. And you've been a guy who uh, has not picked blow, blowouts much this year. That's no. more than a two-touchdown victory. Yeah, That's a pretty significant. This is the most confident I've been going into a game, so that should scare people. Uh, um, I, I, I'm going to pick the Eagles. The question is by how many? I haven't made my mind up, but I got an hour to figure it out. Johnny Mac's out of Dodge. He's going over to the number. What are you going to ask JG for me? Uh, I got to ask him about N'Kobe Dean, but I already couple, know the answers. So, couple of snaps. Yeah. couple of yeah. snaps isn't going to hurt anybody. If McMullen's race 31 to 16, it's going to be 31 to 16 you might in the fourth see. quarter. Get him in for a couple snaps. Rescore lead is the key, Jody. Rescore lead. He's, he was the friggin' Butkus winner last year. You can only get him in when you get up by three touchdowns. When the other two guys are playing well in front of you, yeah, there's no need for it. Luxury. It's a luxury here's, right now. Here's the need. You may, it's a safety net. In case that either Edwards or Kaiser White go down, you don't want a guy who hasn't played a snap in two months having to be plugged in and play all the snaps. Nah, because they don't re- rotate linebacker. If Kaiser White or Edwards are in the locker room, they can't come in. They, and Kobe's going to be playing every snap if that's the case. Better well, get if, if he now. gets hurt, you're going to have the startup cost anyway. He's young enough. You ramp him right up to 70 snaps. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. Uh, uh, yeah, you and I see that differently. Ex- extra work in a game. cannot. Nothing duplicates actually playing in a game in Sunday. Oh, yeah. I agree with that. But my point is, even if they get him a snap, a, a, a series here, a series there, He's still going to have the same startup cost if he's jumped into the lineup as a starter, as a first-time starter, and he's young enough to where the 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 the, the level of plays and and the conditioning that's going to be there either way. Startup cost, yes. Same level, no. Any experience is good experience, and you're cutting into those startup costs would be a 
uh, smart thing to think about, JG. All right, McMullen's off to Novacare. Barrett Brooks, I see him in the uh, warm-up center. He'll be joining me next. We do have Andrew Filipponi yeah. from 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh scheduled to join us. Come on back here on Birds 365. And thanks, Barrett. Philly sports fans, I'm Tom Giordano from Pondley Hockey Giordano. First and foremost, thank you for watching the Pondley Hockey Post Game Show. But right now, we're giving away tickets to the World Series. Follow Pondley Hockey on Instagram and check out our posts for your chance to win tickets to all three Phillies home games. Go Phillies and go Birds. Welcome to Pondley Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pondley Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pondley Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. And Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Duo of Mac, Jody McDonald, and the Big B, Barrett Brooks. Hey, man, Barrett. Morning, man. Morning. How's it going, man? I'll Very picture good. that. I, I'm, I'm listening to, uh, you know, John. John, big blowout, huh? That's not. That's not in his nature. Is, is significant it's more than two touchdowns when you're making a pick of more than two touchdowns. It's uh, significant. But the Eagles are 10 and a half, 11 point favorites. So it's not like outrageous that, oh my God, the Eagles are going to blow out a team that uh, they're on equal footing with. 
they're not on equal footing. They're they're better than the Steelers, and they're supposed to win this one by double digits. So uh, it, the only reason it kind of jumps out to me is John doesn't usually pick blowouts. That's what and I'm saying. You, you pick know, more than two touchdowns, that's a blowout. I, I I don't understand it. You know, usually he's he's not a pessimistic, but he's kind of a level-headed guy. That's not even, a level-headed even sport. keel. Yeah, McMullen's yeah. always even keel. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's it. Evidently, he, he um he's finally seeing it, and just like you just said, you know, this is a team that they should blow out, um, and you got to have to have that attitude that you're gonna blow them out, and you and you're gonna keep your foot on their neck. You're not gonna allow them to even think that they belong on the same field as you, and that's the attitude that you have to have going into a game like this. Um, I won a championship, and it was the same way. There were teams that we just knew that it was gonna be hard. That the practice was harder than going out in the game and playing. And this should be one of those teams. So let me ask you the same exact question I asked Les at the end of the time we spent with him. Uh, assuming the Eagles are going to win this game the way John McMullen said, uh, by two touchdowns, slightly more, whatever. It's not in doubt in the fourth quarter. They're in control and, and cruising. Will it be more so because the offense goes up and down the field against the Pittsburgh defense or – the Eagle defense just completely shuts down. Kenny Pickett has shown an ability to throw picked off passes so far in his couple of starts. Will it be more of a dominant defensive win or an offensive win if the Eagles are to win handily? Yes. <laughs> you got to pick one or the other, Barrett. That was an either or question, not a both. Both uh, was not an option. I, I, I would I would think that I would say the defense will be more dominating. Um, you know, they have some talent. They have some talent at the wide receiver position, um, tight end position, and running back position. But the, the position that they're not talented at, the position that's most important, is uh, that defensive line, that offensive line, and going against their defensive line. I mean, our defensive line going against their offensive line. That's where I think we have the, the best matchup, you know, because their offensive line is, is putrid. It's right along the lines of what you saw with the Washington, um, the Washington Commanders. You know, there is that level of, of offensive line. So I think they'll have a more dominating. Are you, are you day. predicting eight Eagle sacks? They they got eight sacks against Washington. Right, right, and their their offensive line is right around that same type of caliber. Yeesh. Yeah, yeah, they're that they're that same type of team when it comes to the offensive line. Um, I think the offense, our offense, will dominate some because we just do things fundamentally correct. Um, we almost over correct everything we, we, we go into it with, you know, if we want to make sure that we give uh, Dallas Goddard a great day, that's what they do. They set their eyes on it and that's what they do. They want to make sure Smitty gets a great day. They make sure they do that. You know, they're really an offense that you can't really control. They control you. And that's the way it should be when you're playing against a team that's not, that's not very good. So they, they should, they should roll over, Roll you know up and down the field on this team. Um, look for big plays on you know on both sides of the ball. But I really think that you know just how they're constructed offensively, their defense, their offensive line is just not going to be able to block our defensive line. And then when you go from our I said Alonzo. Hosmond is a good player. Um, Mika Fitzpatrick is a good player. Hayward's a good player. They do have some good players sprinkled out through that defense that can make a play or two. 
I just think that our defense allowed them to make a whole lot of plays against their offensive line. And Barrett Brooks with no offensive line play as well as anybody else. So I'm going to turn around and therefore ask you about Robert Quinn on the other side. Guys like Robert Quinn, you had to go against when you were in the league. Guys with tremendous burst off the outside edge, a lot of quickness. How is his quickness, his veteran knowledge going to play as an addition to the Eagle defensive line? I'll tell you what, you know, this is, this is, I equate this to a Chris Long type of situation that we had back in 2017. He was able to go in um, on pass rushing downs, a pass rushing specialist, and really make some hay uh, rushing the passer. You know, you look at the, the Minnesota game, the um, NFC Championship game. He he was effective. He went out there and influenced the pick uh, that led to a touchdown. He was a guy that, you know, he could mix it up, you know, and put a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. I kind of see the same thing with Quinn. Even though Quinn's a little older, Quinn can still rush the passer. You know, he, you talk about what player is he? Is he the, you know, player from two years ago when he had 18 and a half sacks? Or is it I mean, uh, a year ago? Or is it the player we saw this year when he only had one sack? I think there's more so two factors that come with that. You know, he he had he had one of the best Khalil Mack type of players. He had Khalil Mack there when he had the 18 and a half sacks. You know, so you're gonna get the double team going over the Khalil Mack. This time, this year he didn't have Khalil Mack. He didn't have anybody that and it could be the yin to his yang, the Batman to his Robin. So he was getting the double team. He was getting the protection slid to him. So he was the horse that they wanted to stop. And 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 that's what they did. So here it'll be likely the same situation as the 2000, I mean, um, last year for him, because I mean, pick your poison as office coordinator. Do you go out there and, 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 and send a double team or slide the protection to him? Or do you leave Hassan Reddick wide open? Or do you don't, uh, or do you not allocate um, blocking to Fletcher Cox or Hargrave? You know, that you, you really had to pick your poison. What do you want to stop? Who do you want to stop? And we'll stop him and try to contain the rest. And I think it's just too hard to contain all four of those guys at one time, or even all five of those guys at one time when they get into their bare front, uh, the Navajo front, the 50 front that we always talk about. So when, imagine that, having that 50 front, you got Davis right over the nose, Hargrave and, and Cox over the two guards. And then on the outside, you got Quinn and Hassan Reddick coming off the edges. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's disastrous for an offense, you know, because you can't slide the line. Everybody has to match up man for man. And that's just too hard to uh, to stop, you know, so you have to go quick passes and, you know, the caliber of DBs that we have, I just can't see them executing that type of um, offense against this, this defense. Barrett, we saw Kenny Pickett uh, last week play okay against the Dolphins, but throw picks since he's taken over to steal a quarterback. As a rookie, he's been a guy that you can force into mistakes. How does Gannon go about doing that? Take advantage of the fact that you got the wet behind the ears rookie who's probably a little shaky in the confidence level because he's thrown as many picks as he has. Do you do it by going all out and blitzing? Do you do it by, hey, we, we just had Robert Quinn. Our front four is good enough. We're going to get there without him. We'll sit in our zone and just wait for him to make a mistake and pick him off. What do you think? How do you think Gannon plays a rookie quarterback on the other side this week? I still think that he heats him up. I still think he's going to blitz him. You know, you just take advantage of the situation. It'll be a learning experience for, for, um, for this defense. He's going to see what he can do, especially with the new player that he has here, a new toy. I, you know, he should go out there and heat this rookie up. You know, yes, he can play them, uh, man for man, sit back in zone and 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 have his front four rush. 
But why? You know, go ahead and let them know from the beginning. This is not your day. This won't be your day. And you won't have a, a snowball's chance in hell of, of doing anything to this defense. We're going to totally and utterly destroy you. And that's the type of attitude that this team has to have if they have championship aspirations. You got to know that you shouldn't be on the same field with me. So they must go out there and execute a, <clears throat> excuse me, a game plan accordingly. We'll see if that's exactly the way the game plan goes. Um, do want to get your thoughts because we're going to have uh, my buddy Andrew Filipponi from 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh jump in and give us some stellar insight. This weekend, a- a- NFC East, Eagles are 6-0, and but they haven't run away and hid from the division because the Giants are 6-1 and and the Cowboys are 5-2. and They do have a win over the Cowboys already. We know that. So it's two and a half games back. Giants are only a half game back because they haven't had their bye yet. Giants in Seattle this week against the Seahawks as an underdog. And, oh, by the way, the Giants have already won as an underdog a couple times this year. Right, right. And the Cowboys at home against the Bears, who looked much better in their last game, lighten up the Patriots. How's the NFC East go the rest of this week? Uh, I'll tell you what. Both games giving a a game back. Neither team giving a game back. How do you think Cowboys and Giants do? I don't think they give a game back. Uh, They're just fundamentally sound, too. You know, they they play the game uh, with aggressive defense, very, very aggressive defense. Guys fly around. Guys will go out there. And then they play hard, you know, and that's why defensively they don't give up a lot of points. Offensively, they just run the ball. I mean, you know, you have the best running back in the league or one of the best running backs in the league. And Saquon does it all for him. He plays wildcat quarterback. He's – He's uh, catching the ball better. He's running in between the tackles. He's not trying to bounce everything. You know, he's just going out there and playing hard-nosed football. And Dable's taking advantage of that. And Dable has put these guys in a position as the head coach of being um, somebody they trust. You know, what he's saying, they're getting the message. So they're playing at a high level. Will they beat Seattle? Yes, I do think they beat Seattle. Um, in fact, but Seattle is playing. They are playing so good right now, man. And when you watch them, they run the ball extremely well with the rookie Walker, you know, Walker from, from Michigan player. State. You know, they, they run the ball extremely well. They're uh, they're, they're well-disciplined on the offensive side of the ball. That offensive line is really starting to look good now. Um, Charles Cross, you know, first rounder they had, I think, with the uh, Mississippi State or whatever it is, he is – he is phenomenal. He is a really, really, really good tackle. He's playing, yeah, Mississippi State. He is playing very well for him. And uh, on the other side, um, Lucas, another rookie, is playing um, lights out also. So, you know, when you have two guys for Washington State, when you have two guys like that are playing well on the edges, rookies on the edges, and giving their quarterback enough time, I mean, Geno Smith is just playing at a high, like extremely high level. Defensively, they're they're lacking, but, you know, offensively, I love what they're doing, man. They're pounding a rock with Walker, and Geno is making great reads and getting the ball out in a timely fashion. They just don't have enough to beat that uh, beat the Giants team. So I'm I'm going with uh, the Giants. You know, stay a half a game behind the Eagles uh, in the race. Now Dallas, um, do they have a bye this week? No Bears oh, in the Bears, D uh, Town. Oh. Well, that goes without saying. We know that's going to be a. I right, just just remember where you heard it, Barrett. What? 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 Tell me something. Tell me something good. Go into Dallas and pull an upset. 
Are you kidding me? I kid you not. I was impressed. What would make you think that? What 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 would make you think that? The fact that they looked as good as they did taking apart the Patriots last week. They did look. They went on the road, went to New England, won by two touchdowns. Seemed like it all kicked in for Justin Fields last week. Uh, I'll take the eight and a half nine points for sure when the Bears go to Dallas on Sunday. You know what, man? You're you're absolutely right because I'm looking at that. They allowed Justin Fields to play kind of the same offense that um Jalen Hurts. The Jalen Hurts is running. They're Very allowing similar. him to go run now. Yeah, they're allowing him to go run now, and they trust his arm. And I'll tell you what, that left side of that offensive line with the rookie Jones, Braxton Jones. I mean, he's a fifth rounder playing at a high level. He he was coming off the rock. He's from Southern Utah. I couldn't believe that. Him and um him and um uh, Schofield were mashing the left side. Uh, and, and they could run whatever they wanted. David Montgomery had a field day. Herbert had a field day running off that left side. They were pounding the rock, and you could see you could see the angst, and 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 and, and you could see how pissed off Belichick was while they were doing it because there was nothing he could do. He even sent blitzes from that side, and they were still mashing them. And 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 the running back would get stopped in the back, and all of a sudden he squirted out for another five six yards. He was. He was, I mean, he was so mad. You can say he was so pissed off because he couldn't stop the run and they beat him up up front. So, uh, you know, they have a problem with stopping the run. That might be, you might be right, man. You might the be only, right. The only place you're going to get Braxton Jones, fifth round draft pick love is from Barrett Brooks right here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. <laughs> be it either with me on Birds 365 or later in the day. Uh, Barrett always knows the best offensive line play. In the National Football League. All right. Uh, yeah, both Barrett and I agree. Steelers offensive line is nothing to write home about. And that's one of the reasons why we think the Eagles should be successful against the Steelers coming up on Sunday. But maybe we've got a little bit of a Philly slant here. So we'd like to bring in somebody from behind enemy lines. Uh, Andrew Filippone is a buddy. He works on CBS Sports Radio on the weekend, same as I. He hosts a daily show, Afternoon Drive, in Pittsburgh on 93.7 The Fan. You may even see him on FanDuel TV if you're like me, horse racing degenerate. FanDuel bought out <laughs> TVG, so they drop in Kay Adams and, and picks on games all day long around their horse racing coverage. Oh, they tap in Andrew Filippone to give you information and insight on the games being played. We only care about one game with Andrew that week, this week. That's Steelers and Eagles, and it's only been 50 years since the Steelers were able to come into Philadelphia and get a win. Franklin Field! If you're streaming to us right now, Barrett, if somebody is streaming and they were at that game, God bless them. There's 50 some odd years. Grandpa running the computer and listening to Birds 365. Thank you, Grandpa. Appreciate that greatly. I eat Barrett Brooks. I'm Jody McDonald. You got Birds 365 rolling. Hopefully when we come back, Andrew Filippone of 93.7, the fan in Pittsburgh, talks Steelers, Eagles with us next on Birds 365. Philly sports fans, I'm Tom Giordano from Pondley Hockey Giordano. First and foremost, thank you for watching the Pondley Hockey Post Game Show. But right now, we're giving away tickets to the World Series. Follow Pondley Hockey on Instagram and check out our posts for your chance to win tickets to all three Phillies home games. Go Phillies and go Birds. Welcome to Pondley Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, 
Pondley Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pondley Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. And Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. In case you forgot, ex-dealer Barrett Brooks. We know he's an ex-eagle, <laughs> but he's an ex-dealer too. And a guy who covers the Steelers day in and day out in Pittsburgh on 93.7 The Fan. Weekends on CBS Sports Radio. And I try and catch him on FanDuel TV between you and I. I'm watching for the horsey coverage, but it's always fun when Pony pops up. Andrew <laughs> Filippone jumps in with me here. Andrew, how's it going, man? Hey, Barrett. Yeah, mention that Steelers part of your career. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to ring with him, man. yourself to me. Yep, yep. Well, you know what? Um, I tell you what, man. I had um, I had Charlie Batch on yesterday. You know, I'm a former teammate of mine. I have Max Starks on my show today. But man, I tell you what, man. You guys are going through it. I mean, it's the first year without Big Ben. That's that's got to be because I was I was there his rookie year. I was with him. I, in fact, I was his. Uh, I remember when he first started out. He came in and and and. I was, you know, second team then. So I was I was backing up left tackle. I could be in remember being in games and him first getting on the field and it'd be a six-man block box and he's checking the pass plays. I'm no, 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 check to the run play. Then he checked to the run play at fast Willie Park would take it for like 40 yards. And then it'd be an eight-man, eight or nine-man box, and he wants to check it to the run play. No, now you check it to the pass play. So you go from there to a Hall of Fame career, and now him not being on the field, that just it's kind of crazy, you know, how things go in and, and, and you know, Pittsburgh when it comes to that. Yeah, it would have been a lot harder for me in terms of uh, missing him 
and having nostalgic feelings about him if the Steelers had just stayed the course of Mitch Trubisky. I couldn't watch Mitch anymore. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> was he that so, bad? I was so happy. Well, you just know what he is. He's just right, a quarterback right, right. that is a stopgap, better off as a backup, came in off the bench for the Tampa Bay game. He was great in that situation. You could do stuff like that, but you know, if we were stuck with Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph, you know, this would be the season from hell. But the fact that at least we get to watch Kenny Pickett, who, by the way, Jody, grew up a big Eagles fan. He is going to have hundreds, if not thousands, of fans at this game on Sunday. He's a New Jersey guy. He's one of these Jersey kids who love the Eagles, had a five McNabb jersey. He had multiple five McNabb jerseys, as a matter of fact. He had a whole closet full of them. <laughs> so he circled when he got drafted and the schedule came out. He told me he circled this game. This is a childhood dream come true for him to coach against the uh, to play against the Eagles on Sunday. All right, uh, so I'm play on Sunday night the whole game against the Dolphins. Made some nice plays, made some bad decisions. He's seriously going through growing pains as a rookie in the National Football League. You mentioned Trubisky coming off the bench, helping the Steelers actually get a win. I was even a little surprised. I well, I shouldn't have been. Uh, the pickle was back in this last week. I thought uh, the coach was going to uh, continue to try and win games, and Trubisky gave him a better shot right now. You, you're right. They, they've made a commitment to see what Pickett is. Any chance if he throws a couple of picks this week, we'll see Trubisky come off the bench again? Oh, no, no. I think, that's, I think that ship has sailed. I think there's a better chance Trubisky gets traded on Tuesday than there is he comes Ooh, into this game. Wow, I hadn't I thought he, about that. I think he's locked in as the backup. You've got two very disgruntled backup quarterbacks. Go ahead, Barrett, go ask your buddy Charlie. These guys feel like they've been misled by Tomlin. Tomlin told all three quarterbacks that they were going to have an equal competition. And then Trubisky got every first team rep, every training camp rep with the first team. That's why, Jody, you see those miscommunication plays with, with Pickett and Johnson at the end of the game. They never played with each other until that Jets game uh, in week four. No preseason reps together. No training camp time together. It was all Trubisky. So in that respect, you might say, oh, Trubisky loves Tomlin. Well, he thought it was going to be his job all year. You know, when Tomlin goes and talks to Jay Glazer, you can take that Jay Glazer information good as gold because those guys are good buddies. They drink beers together. Tomlin lets Jay Glazer basically on the field at training camp, and he's out there while they're running their plays. I mean, they're that close. And he said, look, uh, Tomlin wants to go with Trubisky all year. Well, he bailed on that plan because the offense was so stuck in the mud and was so incompetent that he felt, well, I got to get a spark. I'm going to go to pick it. So when that happened, Jody, Trubisky's like, what the heck's this all about? That's all it takes. We're down four points to the Jets, or, or six points, excuse me. I'm going to get benched for that. So he's not happy with that whole situation. Mason Rudolph and Mitch Trubisky both want a fresh start somewhere else. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you think it well, – when I, when I look at it, I still see an offense that's still stuck in the mud. So I, I – I, I hear a lot of rumblings that it's, it's more so uh, Matt Canada instead of, you know, who's at the quarterback. Oh, position. it is. You're yes. right about that, Barrett. Your rumblings, whoever those rumblings are, telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. That is that is, that is is factual. Uh, I've never heard so many players, you know, callers to our talk shows and us media types. That's one thing if we say the offensive right. coordinator blows. You know, everybody thinks they're a play caller. Yeah, you know, Everyone's yeah, yeah. played Madden. Everyone's oh, played yeah. high school football. Everybody thinks they can call better plays. I get all that. You know, I do that for a living. It's built this house that I'm sitting in right now to talk <laughs> right. to you guys. Criticizing <laughs> offensive. No, seriously, criticizing offensive coordinators. 
But when it's coming from the players inside and not leaking things, when they're saying it in their uh, media availabilities, when wow. coming out after games, we had a reporter. Now, this reporter made a very poor decision. He blew off his wedding anniversary in Miami to go cover the Steelers-Dolphins game. So he made a business decision, but he was able to bring us good information back. He said Steelers players, and he's seen frustrated players after games. It happens. He said they were cursing out the offensive coordinator by name as they came off the field. Barrett, you played on NFL teams. Maybe that happens behind closed doors, but you know where the cameras are. Now everybody's a reporter. They got their cell phones out. I mean, it's almost like these guys want people to know that the offensive coordinator has no business calling plays anymore. And, you know, it's an old school type of place. You know, they don't just – they won't just, you know – take a guy from his position, especially when they're paying them. You know, exactly. just, they're just an old school organization. They won't do that. I, I, I've had that done one time during my career and it happened to be my last year in Philadelphia. We had Dana Bibles, our offensive coordinator. All of a sudden, you know, halfway through the season, Bill Musgrave, who was on a roster the year before became the offensive coordinator. He was a, he was a third team quarterback the year before became offensive coordinator halfway through the season. Wow. Needs to say it was a three and 13 year that we had, but um, you know, I've heard it from a, a number of sources. A number of players have told me the same thing. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, Canada, Canada I, I don't see the direction. I mean, wasn't he in Maryland or something? He didn't do anything there either. Uh, so here's the story there, guys. And he's so bad at his job. And he had so little in, the, in terms of NFL qualifications. He had spent 25 years as a college football nomad. And not in the mercenary kind of way where he's at LSU one year, Notre Dame, Georgia, Alabama, like the great college football programs. He was at places like Indiana, NC State. I mean, he was at FBS schools, but he wasn't known as this uh, great offensive college guru. He was at Pitt for a year. They averaged over 30 points per game in every game, but they had James Conner as the running back, Tyler Boyd at wide receiver, Brian O'Neill at left tackle, who's now in Minnesota. Yeah, they had yeah. a stacked up. Nathan Peterman, who's an awful NFL quarterback, was a very good college quarterback. Yeah, they had a yeah, lot of yeah. players. Yeah, They were yeah. in the ACC. They scored points. They beat Penn State that year. They beat Clemson that year on the road. They're the last ACC team to beat Clemson in Clemson. So he gets the job at LSU from that. He fizzles out after one year. To Barrett's point, this guy goes to Maryland. Now the head coach at Maryland gets fired because a player dies on his watch. Very tragic situation. I remember that, yes. Canada yes. promoted. Here's the second connection. So it was at Pitt right next door. Barrett, the next link, you can look this up. There's been articles written about it. No one wanted to go to Maryland. The program was in shambles. The first guy to get a scholarship to Maryland was Mike Tomlin's son. Matt Canada recruited Tomlin's son. He goes in Maryland. He becomes their first recruit after that tragic situation. So just call it like it is. There's obviously a clear <laughs> connect. There's obviously a close personal connection between the two men. Yes. Yes. You, know, you, yes. you can speculate as to how deep it is, but just based on that, he took, they both took a chance on each other with, with Tomlin's son. And, and now where this guy was brought in first a quarterbacks coach, and they hadn't had a quarterbacks coach in years because Ben didn't want to put up with the, with, with it. Uh, and he was being groomed to be the offensive coordinator. And Jody, it has been a disaster with this guy as the offensive coordinator. They've scored 30 points one time, and it was a game against L.A., the Chargers, 
where Ben scrapped the plays and just did no huddle the second half of the game. Fair enough. So are we blaming Matt Canada for the fact that Najee Harris has not become a dominant back in the National Football League? Loved the kid at Alabama. Applauded the Steelers for using its higher draft pick on him as they did. Oh, you can't draft running backs high. Yeah, you can if they're difference makers. And I thought he was going to be that. He hasn't been. Is that all Matt Canada's doing? No. No, it's not. Uh, not even close. You know, I look at another Alabama running back. Everybody said, we're in Pittsburgh again. We're biased. We thought we had the worst offense. Barrett, you could have come back and played on this offensive line. It was so Right. <laughs> they are horrible, man. <laughs> I mean, we thought Dan Moore at left tackle. I was saying, Barrett Brooks is working for NBC Sports. Get him back in Pittsburgh right now. <laughs> um, that's how bad it looked in the preseason. Uh, there's an offensive line in Vegas that they were saying the same thing about Jody. This line, the Raiders line, so bad they cut Leatherwood. It was such a joke. Now you've got Josh Jacobs behind that line. He all of a sudden looks like Superman. So that's what we're looking at. Like, wait a minute. Why is that Alabama running back making a big jump? Ours is not. We we were going to use the offensive line as an excuse for everything. Bad quarterback play, bad play calling, bad running game. That's not been the case this year. It's not been good. It's not like the Eagles offensive line, but it's at least been adequate. The, the plays are not ruined because of horrific blocking. We thought that was going to happen, that every play was going to be doomed from the start because of bad blocking. So my point is, Najee's actually had more of an opportunity this year than we thought. But here is something you can blame, Jody, other than him. He takes a lot of, he has to take a lot of personal accountability. The guy had a Liz Frank injury in training camp. Mike Tomlin came out and said somebody stepped on his foot. Now, I know Najee. He was so pissed off by that because the coach made it sound like he had a minor injury that was keeping him off the field. He's a very prideful guy. So he comes out, Barrett, and does something players never do. He says, this is my injury. It's a Liz Frank. The team never said that. The player had to go out and self-report an injury. Yes. Wow. Wow. So he gets held out all the way through the last preseason game when Tomlin looks at this offense and says, we're bad, we got to get some chemistry. He re-injures it in the last preseason game. He plays the entire first half. So up until two weeks ago, Jody, he had a steel plate in his cleat that he was playing with to protect himself. So he's taken it out. He looks a little bit better. But if I had my druthers, I think the rookie running back behind him at the moment is a better player. I think if the Steelers were smart, they would give Jalen Warren 15 carries a game, but they can't because the politics of the guy being a first-round pick. Unbelievable, man. That is a little scary. All right, so um, the Eagles' defense has played well this year. Steelers have not scored over 20. The one time they scored over 23, they needed overtime to do it to get to 23. Um, So they've been 20 or less every single game. Eagles defense playing well. What's the steal a game plan coming in? The Matt Canada, Mike Tomlin, don't go to the backup running back or quarterback. How the steal is going to put points on the board against Eagles, or at least try and put points on the board against Eagles on Sunday. You guys need to take a siesta in the middle of the game like you have against some other teams. That's what we need. <laughs> we need the Eagles like, you know, they have these amazing second quarters. Then I, I don't know what they're eating pizza, smoking cigarettes at halftime. I don't know what happens. But sometimes they have a tendency to come out in the second half and not really not really just go for the jugular. True. You know, that's what the Steelers need. They also need, guys, they need T.J. Watt to, to pull a Willis Reed in this game. 
They need Watt. So you guys need to follow this now. So the reporting here was that Watt was going to wait till after the bye week, okay? He comes out and he practices the last two games. They've activated him off the IR in the way that now they have three weeks to determine when he's going to play. So he's not technically on the injury report because he hasn't been added to the active roster yet. But how about this? He's actually going to talk to the media today. Now, I find that very peculiar because Tomlin usually has a gag order on guys that aren't technically on the roster. When Ben hurt his elbow, for example, he would still do his radio show on our station because he liked me so much. But other than that, he wasn't talking to anybody. So the fact that he's going to talk today, he might look at this dire situation and pull a Willis Reed in attempt to give the Steelers something, maybe a pitch count, but just give them something for this game, which you mentioned it, Jody, that Bengals game that they won. He he, he's a, he could be a game wrecker. He could completely, he's one of the handful of players in this league oh, that yeah. can almost single-handedly blow up an offensive game plan. Yeah, you know, you, and, and you, the record is crazy. You know, the one and nine, yep. when he's not starting, when he's not in the game, they're one and nine. So, I mean, that, that'd be a major, major boost for that team going in. But it just so happened that you guys are catching us right after the bye. And this Eagles team, as far as self-evaluation, is breaking down exactly what's wrong with them. They do very good, man. They overcorrect almost, you know. So, it's going to be tough for them, man. But, I mean, T.J. Watt being back, that's a major, major key uh, to, to the, that defense. Because look at the defense players they have. You know, you have um, – you could, you could double-team – um Hayward because no TJ Watt there. Now yeah. if he comes back, now you gotta allocate resources to stop and watt. Now you can't do the same for Hayward. He can mix it up in there. And you already got two pretty good safeties um in Edwards and uh and and um and Fitz um Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean Minka's one of the best safeties in the league. So you have players there that 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 means a lot man that means an awful lot when it comes to you know uh, how they play the defense on the defense side of the ball, man. That's that's a great little Smith there. was great that first game when Watt was out there. The other outside linebacker, he had three sacks, which helped put him in position. He's been leading the league in sacks, and it's really off of one game that he had when Watt was in the lineup. So now you get the whole bookend thing going again where you have to take account for guys on both sides. You know, I'm interested. You guys tell me, is Lane Johnson going to play in this game or is it going to oh, be yeah. Driscoll? So he's You'd back? have to hide his no. helmet. You'd have to bury his helmet so he's somewhere back. without him playing. Well, yeah, he's okay, back. That, yeah. That's uh, well, the way I saw Micah Parsons move over in the second half of that Cowboys game. That now you're now you're shattering all my hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah, sorry, um, sorry about that. Lane Lane was all but guaranteeing the fact yesterday that he's going to be in the game. Yeah, he passed the I, protocol yesterday. They, well, they that, that then that's a problem. That's an issue. Maybe Nick Sirianni, who grew up a Pirates fan, Jody, will have sympathy on the Steelers on Sunday. Did you know that? Or, or they can do exactly what they've done, get a big lead and then throw it into cruise control. That he's has a, happened he, he's a Benedict Arnold game with Sirianni. He's a Benedict Arnold. He loved those 90s Pirates. Now he's saying he's a diehard Phillies fan. What's yeah, that, that all about? He, he'll have a Phillies Win in yeah. Rome, bro. Win in Rome. Hey, at least Jalen Hurts. You got to give him lo- You got to give him props. He's sticking with his hometown team, Jody. How about that? My, my usual my usual partner John McMahon who had to run in because the Eagles media availability um likes to call Sirianni the panderer in chief 
because oh, he jumps on those bandwagons. Oh, he'll have right. he'll have a Phillies jersey on at some point over the weekend. I guarantee. Well, that. and I mean, just like myself, you know, I I grew up in baseball heaven, man. I grew up in in, in you know a, a Cardinals fan. You know, I'm talking about an old time Cardinals fan. You know, yep. I, I was out there when, you know, they they really had it was baseball heaven. But I've been here for so long now. I'm, I'm going on what 25, 26 years. So. I just became a Phillies fan. I got a Phillies guy. Yeah, you know, you, I mean, I've been in Philly so long. You know, I, I've spent more time in Philadelphia than I feel, spent anywhere else in my life. So I'm, I'm here now. I'm, I'm, I'm Philly all the way. Now. Jody, and- I could walk from where I am right now to the college where Nick Sirianni's brother was a Division three football coach for about 30 years. Wow. It's within walking distance from where I live. It's a small – it's actually Roger Goodell's alma mater. Really? And he does not donate a single dollar back there. (laughs) They absolutely hate his guts. It's a school that really there's a lot of um, a lot of future people that work in politics and things like that. Policymakers who go to this very small division three private school south of Pittsburgh. I live very close by, but Sirianni's brother was a very good coach there uh, for a long time. So my guess is he's also a Benedict Arnold, instead of rooting for the Steelers on Sunday, he'll have all his Eagles garb on. Eagles, Phillies, you name it. Philadelphia, you name it. Um, You need to uh, inform us here. Rumblings. You know better than me. You got the finger on the pulse there in Pittsburgh. Chase Claypool, one of those unhappy guys with the Steelers offense. Is he dropping it all on the doorstep of Matt Canada? Is he worrying about what his quarterback is saying? These are second-year guys. It annoys the snot out of me. Elijah Moore with the Jets, and he's worse because the Jets are five and two. At least the Steelers have a losing record. Claypool could complain a little bit more and just be justified about it because they're not winning games. I I know to be a div, uh, an NFL wide receiver, you almost have to be. It's almost an obligation to be a diva. But these guys don't even have two years in the NFL. They're already whining and moaning about how much they're getting the football thrown their way. How big a deal is it? In- Pittsburgh to Claypool doesn't like the way the Steelers offense is running, particularly balls getting thrown to him. Well, it's not that big of a deal because we don't like him here. It's good riddance. The the greatest game he ever had was against the Eagles in that COVID year where I think he had three receiving touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. It was like the single greatest scoring game by a wide receiver in NFL history. It was amazing. He had a whole season's worth of production in one game. Last year, in, in 16 games, he didn't duplicate that. I just get so fed up. These Notre Dame players are all so overrated. Oh, all of them. He's Notre a, Dame made. All right. He's another one of these golden domers that just drive me nuts. Um, so here's the, here's the deal, Jody. So this guy has now been tutored and mentored by Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall is like his personal coach. So he's getting coaching on how... He communicates through the media and everything else from Brandon Marshall. I have it on pretty good authority that he it's his camp that wants him traded. His agents, his people around him, Marshall included, they don't think that the Steelers are a good team for him anymore because a lot of the stuff we're talking about, not only the coordinator, and he came out after Sunday's game and said, we need to throw more go, go balls. Hey, Chase, don't slip and fall on a go ball that ends up in an, as an interception, and maybe they'll have more of those play calls for you. So he's blaming the coach. It's really on him. So he's saying these things, but he, he sees the writing on the wall, Jody. They're, they paid Deontay Johnson. 
And George Pickens, a rookie, is already better than him. Yeah. So he's kind of – the Steelers, it's very hard to get a second contract as a wide receiver as it is with this team. He knows he's not long for this team. And I think he's got people telling him, hey, look, we've had guys that have basically quit on the Steelers like LeGarrette Blunt in the last few years that have gotten either cut or traded because they were so disruptive. Claypool has not gone to that extent. But he's trying to let them know that he doesn't want to be there anymore and hopes that they give in to his demands Tuesday. I think he wants to go play for the Rams. That's what I'm hearing. I think he wants to be an L.A. Ram when the trade deadline comes on Tuesday. And, and oh, by the way, other than Cooper Cup, the Rams wide receivers haven't done anything. So they might be open. Look at Allen Robinson. Exactly, Jody. That's, That's right. Next to nothing, but the Rams are a little short on draft picks. So be a kind of funky trade to work out. Who's more likely to be traded? Claypool or Trubisky? Uh, I would say Claypool because I think teams might actually want him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, you play more than one wide receiver. You only play one quarterback. He'd be an insurance policy for somebody. I don't know what you're going to get back for him. He's got a cap hit of, I think, $8 million next year. That's going to be hard to move unless you eat some of that. Um, Claypool, I think it's a matter of – see, the problem with the Steelers trading him, Jody, is that they don't want to throw in the towel on the year. And even though Claypool's not the type of player that, oh, no, he's gone, season's over, we might as well put our draft plans together, he's clearly not that good. But they're more concerned about the messaging. Barrett was around mm-hmm. the team, keeping the, you know, never say die. Our standard is to win Super Bowls. If we willingly trade a player who gets a lot of playing time for us for a draft pick, what message does that send to the rest of the team? It sends the message that you're concerned more about next year than you are this year. And I think that basically they'd have to go over Tomlin and the GM here and Andy Weidel now came from the Eagles, who I hear great things about, who should probably be the actual GM of this team. I think they would have to almost, you know, lock Tomlin in a room and make the trade and then deal with the consequences of it later. So. You're absolutely right on that. They don't they don't do things like that. In fact, you're talking about a, an organization that still eats fish every Friday. Devout Catholics, you know, they 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 don't play, you know. So that's the reason why they've only had three coaches uh during their tenure. So uh that's why I think Canada will, will make it through the year and and they probably won't in fact I know they won't trade uh Claypool simply because they feel as though they they're they will always be competing, you know, at least. Uh, you know, and, and showing that and having that, you know, have, you know, that the line of sight is uh, we're still focused on winning, yeah. you know, so. All right, Pony, need you on the record. Give us a pick on the game. Competitive, hanging the bounce, Steelers pulling upset. Eagles don't fall asleep in the third quarter. This one could get ugly. Which way are you leaning towards Steelers, Eagles, final score come Sunday? I think the Steelers do something spectacularly bad in the last few minutes of this game to lose it. I think there's like a Deontay Johnson fumble or like some kind of crushing soul sucking penalty (laughs) that cost them the game and has me on the air Monday, just, you know, reminding people that I can't use the words I want to use because the FCC uh, governs our show. I think that's what happens. I know it's a huge spread. Jody, you know, I like those kind of things. I think the Steelers can hang around and cover in the game, but I just think they'll beat themselves in a way that prevents them from winning uh, in just spectacularly bad fashion. 
<laughs> See, this is why we have to have a Pittsburgh guy on. We've had Philadelphia guys all week. Eagles going to win. Don't know about the 10 and a half. Blah, blah, blah. It takes a Pittsburgh guy to go, oh, and it'll be a soul-sucking loss yes. for the Steelers because they'll somehow <laughs> shoot themselves in the foot. Yep. That, that's why we needed your pony. Love it, Andrew. Love it, man. Guys. Love it. <laughs> Thanks much for uh, jumping in with us. Always a pleasure, bud. Uh, talk to you on CBS. Oh, man, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, I like him. I like him. I like him. I like him. He's a good he, dude. Does a great job in Pittsburgh and uh, whenever he's on CBS Sports Radio as well. All right, Johnny Mack, Garrett Brooks coming back. We've got John McMullen on the record already. He says 31-16 Eagles and not soul-sucking, unless somehow, no, that, if it's 31-16, there's nothing soul-sucking about it. The Eagles are just better than the Eagles, uh, than the Steelers. Barrett Brooks goes on the record. I'll go on the record. Picks for the Sunday game between the Steelers and Eagles next here on Birds 365. Philly sports fans, I'm Tom Giordano from Pondley Hockey Giordano. First and foremost, thank you for watching the Pondley Hockey Post Game Show. But right now, we're giving away tickets to the World Series. Follow Pondley Hockey on Instagram and check out our posts for your chance to win tickets to all three Phillies home games. Go Phillies and go Birds. Welcome to Pondley Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pondley Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pondley Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. And Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, says, yes, you can. Jeff says, yes, you can choose from over 1,000 vehicles in stock with no wait. Yes, you can still get low prices, leases, and big discounts. Yes, you can still get low interest financing. And Jeff always says, yes, you can have a real deal buying experience without the hassle. When the other dealers say, no, you can't, Jeff says, yes, you can. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Jeep Adventure Days. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles.
right, coming down the home stretch here on Birds 365. Only got a couple of minutes left. We'll get on the record making picks for the game. And yes, Duck uh, Wynn uh, poking a little fun here. I said the Eagles are better than the Eagles last segment. They are. This year's <laughs> Eagles team is better than last year's Eagles team. Much like the Bucks, whose last year's Bucks team isn't near as bad as the one this year. So it does change from time to time. I was slipping a tongue, but I was actually right on. The Eagles are better than the Eagles. This year's team is compared to last year's team. This year's team is better than the Steelers as well. You're not going to shock me and pick the Steelers to win. I know you're a former Steeler. More so an eagle, but also a former stealer. So uh, you're a little, could be a little torn here, Barrett Brooks. Give me the analysis. What do no, you got? There's, there's no being, there's no being torn with this. You know, I mean, this this, this Eagles team is just a much better team. Uh, in fact, I like this this Eagles team to go out there and totally dominate them. And I was going to say um, 35 to 16, 35 meaning they were going to score, you know, five touchdowns and 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 just beat them, beat them to sleep. But since we got a little nugget that, uh, you know, that T.J. Watt might play, I'm just going to say they're going to score four touchdowns. So 28-16. I think they're gonna, um, the Steelers are going to kick three field goals, and they might have one touchdown late, which will give okay. them 16 points. So you got you got 28-16. Here's how I feel about this game. Eagles going to win. Eagles will win by double digits, but they're 10.5, 11-point favorites. And I think it's very close to the number. I think it's going to fall right at 10 or 11. If you need a prediction on a final score, I'm going to go 24-13. I think mm. the Eagles defense is just going to shut the Steelers offense down. So I don't even have them getting two touchdowns. I got them getting 13 points. Mm-hmm. So 24-13 is right at that number at 10 and a half. If you're going to play it, play the under. The over-under is 43 and a half. Steelers aren't going to score enough points. For the combined total to get up near 43 and a half. You so definitely got to go play, to under. If there's a play to be made here, I would more play the under than the Eagles giving upwards of 11 points. Eagles going to win. I'd play the under. I got 24 13. Uh, buddy, I always appreciate it when you come in, lend us a hand on Fridays. Uh, tell our pals over there on Sports Take that we send our regards, Mr. Ellis and Mr. Gunn. Thanks for hopping in with me today. Buddy. Oh, I yeah, know. Also, uh, Let's go, Phillies, today. Let's go, baby. I know it's Birds 365, but let's go, Phillies. Let's go. He told us today he's been a Philadelphian <laughs> for 25 years. He's on board with everything, including the Phillies. Yes, hopefully when Mac and I come back on Monday, uh, we'll be talking about an Eagles win and the Phillies at least minimum 1-1 in the World Series. Uh, everybody, enjoy your weekend. We'll be back here Monday on Birds 365 and 2-2. Two and two. Days, that is. <laughs> You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.